Hey guys, welcome back. No Rider on here. Coming at you again from Basecamp Cyclery in a contentious setting. Like the temperature is a little spicy based on what we have coming up this weekend. Yeah, I feel like so we have a guest coming on and we'll we'll talk about who that guest is here in a minute. Um I get the impression that I'm going to be doing some uh moderating. Okay, so uh 3 days ago you pulled your uh responsible dad pants on hard i do that from and time to time dude you sent me like a text message full of just like just you know, i was being reprimanded i felt like my knuckles hurt from the <laughs> ruler you whacked him with and you didn't you weren't even there yeah and i know that wasn't your intent and uh and no. the, the good thing about us is that we have that like back and forth and i mean and and, and so um all right so before we get to that old man winter was supposed to happen and the, the, my, the title of my show, show notes are Old Man Winter Recap 2020, the race that wasn't. <laughs> that is um, really what it was. And, you know, it's um, there was a couple of national publications that even covered. So there was two things that were kind of hilarious in the same weekend. Um, and a friend of mine pointed it out to me. Is there was two races. Uh, one of them was, if you can believe this exists, the Headwind World Championships. Oh, my God. Just horrible. And the only people allowed to show up are those that hate themselves. So Headwind World Championships and Old Man Winter. I think they were on the same weekend, and they were both canceled because of winter and too high winds. <laughs> like, which is like, just what? ridiculous. Just abs- absolutely absurd. Um, so, you know, we all prepped in our own ways to go do old man winter for the second year in a row. It was kind of a season kickoff for, it was going to be a season kickoff for me. Uh, full disclosure, I got the plague the week before and uh, was not going to race. So any of the things that we're going to discuss today, as far as reimbursements for races getting canceled and that sort of thing, I consider myself ineligible for it. It's not their fault that I didn't get in a car and drive up there. So um and maybe that's why I'm a little bit more even keeled about it. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the race got canceled about an hour in. An hour in. So the uh, the race started mm-hmm. uh, for the 100K competitors. Uh, they got to go nine miles, and then CDOT shut it down. Now, the reason CDOT shut it down is because uh, for road safety, you know, they can't plow everything. So they had pretty much plowed like a passageway. And to have bikes and cars on that single passageway is a recipe for disaster. So CDOT shut the race down. Uh, the 100K competitors got to go nine miles uh, and then were turned around and rode back nine miles. And those nine miles were pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the biggest f- deal is the 50K people never started. They didn't even line up. They didn't get to do any part of an event whatsoever. Um, those people that were part of the 100 when they came back, like there was no food for them. There wasn't any event. There like wasn't an event around them being out there for most of them. And we had, you know, safe estimate, we had 12 to 15 people that are part of our network and that were out there because we'd talked this thing up. Dude, I had, like, I convinced people to do this event. Yeah, and then, and so, and, and it didn't happen. And um, and beyond it not happening, and this is what we'll get into here when our guest calls in, the race didn't offer uh, a makeup date. Um, it's a big logistical nightmare, I'm sure. We'll learn more about that 
but uh, they didn't do a reimbursement. They really didn't do anything other than like, well, old man winter got canceled for winter, but not our fault because yeah. CDOT did it yeah. and and kind of shirked the responsibility a little bit. They they made some concessions um, that we'll dig into. Um, so the race gets canceled. Um, and I think everybody kind of everybody that went is kind of left with a feeling of being kind of unsatisfied, not right. dissatisfied, unsatisfied. Like I prepped for a thing and I never got to execute the thing. Right. There, yeah. And and that's tough because we know how hard training is and we know definitely how hard training is in January and February when you have to do it for that type of event. Um, to their credit, Old Man Winter had a bunch of they had three. Uh, prep days that you could go and it was a complimentary group rides or you could go like practice the course and ride. And so we had had several people that we know, um, part of our network go and do those. Like they were all the way prepped in. And when you don't get to have that celebratory moment to be like, Oh sweet dude, my training paid off. Like I did really well, or I did as well as I thought of, or man, I do as well, but now I need to do this. When you don't get that, the training feels like it's for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just imagine anything in your life with a big build and you don't get to finish. Right. So uh, <laughs> anyhow, we'll, we'll get into this event later on. But uh, the weekend after that, I ended up leaving uh, down to Arizona for an event. And when I was at that event, I was sitting there and I'm thinking at length about how bummed I was that people didn't do what they should have done, at least in my opinion, should have done, which Grant is a very small hey, opinion. If you want to express your opinions on a podcast that a couple of hundred people listen to, start your own. Yeah. That's right. what we do. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I come back and I go, Harley, we got to make this right. Yep. And uh, no ride around by definition means uh, go straight. And so we're going to make this right. And uh, and we did. And so this Sunday, uh, March 8th, we'll be leaving from Nixon's Coffee House. And we are hosting a 65-mile aged fellow winter Denver gravel tour. Now, it is a race for those wanting to race. It's a gravel ride for those wanting for a ride. For a tour, it's a road bike ride to people that want to ride a road. It's an event that's going to be 65 miles. That happens to be the distance of that canceled event. That will happen no matter what. Like if aliens come down and Will Smith and his son are up flying a little alien craft shooting the aliens. Like if this, if it goes Independence Day 3, we're doing the event. Yeah. Um, so it's so funny because, you know, when we sat down and talked about this, I kind of, just as a reference point, I called it, and this will get into some of the genesis of this episode and how we ended up where we are, um, is I just, for a reference point, I called it Old Man Winter Redo. Right. Right. And not thinking that we were necessarily going to call it anything as far as... <laughs> like naming the event or anything like that. I, I really just was like in our little notes back and forth, text bullshit, you know, planning stuff for the podcast and for our, our respective businesses. At no point did I think we were going to really reference old man winner. Um, and then, um, Justin, you know, copies, pastes a version of the old man winter logo, which is a super cool logo. I think it looks super clean. Dude, their logo is amazing. Um, but then he like does, I think intentionally like the shittiest Photoshop job Yep. and like a scribble cover, like scribble covers over old man winter adds in aged fella, like crosses out run and creates, uh, an event on Facebook on our Facebook page and then shares it to the Colorado gravel grinders group 
predictably this got back to the race director for Old Man Winter, who understandably reaches out and says, hey, <laughs> could you not? Yeah, he was... Uh, so the post to the Colorado Gravel Grinders group was, hey, this is all meant in good fun, and it's all meant in celebrating Rule 5. Yep. Check out this event. And uh, yeah, he wrote back... You know, and he was cool. He wasn't like no, no, he no. wasn't abrasive about it. No, but- no, he was. He was. It, it was as if if somebody took an E three logo or a Basecamp logo yeah. and bastardized it, I would be mick twisted, right? Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't have been cool on Facebook. I'd have been like, "What's their address?" Yeah, I'd have paid like the three bucks that like White Pages wants to charge you when you try to uh, you know look somebody up online. I'd have paid it. I'd have found your address. I'd have knocked on your door, and I'd probably have gone to jail. Yeah. He just simply sent a message. Goes, dude. You said this wasn't good fun, but it feels a little disrespectful. Could you not use our logo? And then I wrote back my whole opinion on this deal, which is, um, I can't begin to understand the role of a race director. Uh, and this is what we're going to talk about later on. But uh, I can understand being um, shorted in my business, the gym. Right, uh, works on a monthly fee. So you pay a monthly fee, and this is all everything I said to him. You pay a monthly fee, and you get you get to come to the gym. Now, if all my sewer pipes busted and the gym flooded, and it was unserviceable, like you couldn't come into the, it smells like it's it's shit all over the gym. And it's gonna take me weeks to fix it, maybe three weeks. Um, that would cost me a lot of money, and it would uh, it would make it at the same time impossible for me to provide my service. And so, even though I'm gonna spend a lot of money trying to fix this, I have to give back all the money for people that paid for monthly access. Because I can't give them the service, and I don't know where that money's going to come from. I don't. I can't afford that. Uh, but that's not their problem. It's not their problem. It's my problem, and that's part of doing business. And so, do the right thing. And I explained this to him, uh, the race director, as he reached out, and I said, I see this exactly the same way. That yes, you're going to incur costs. You probably paid a bunch of money for permitting, and for you had like all this rental stuff, and you had. I mean, I'm sure it costs like. I bet it cost a ton of money. Ten, fifteen thousand dollars. Probably cost probably. as much as he made on the race. It's not yeah. like they're becoming millionaires. Yeah, they're probably these breaking even. Like yeah. nobody's earning paychecks off of this but, shit. I bet. But you're gonna have to go take out a loan. Yeah. And pay people back, or leverage it into next year, and figure out how to make next year capable of holding twice as many people yeah. to make up for it. But that's your job. It's your business, right? Yeah, like it's not your customer's risk. fault that C dot. It's not your fault that C dot did it, but it's super duper like the people that you're servicing, like. It's really, really not their fault. Yeah, especially when you advertise that this thing goes off no matter what. Now, and here's the crazy thing to me, is it seems like you and I are the only ones who this like has left a legitimately bad taste in their mouth. Almost everybody else is, even people um, within our, our, our friends group are like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, I don't, like, I, I did sign up. So, and I, I you know, again, I, I wasn't going to go anyway, but- if I had, I'd be super pissed about the $85 I was out. Dude, okay, listen. And I'll come back to this too because we already did a whole episode on this, but um, Leadville messed up. And when Leadville messed up, that night, like at 8 p.m., the messed up emails went out. At 8.01 p.m., their social media went fire. And yeah. it was fire for 30, uh, 36 hours yeah. before they made a statement yeah. saying, hey, we totally botched it. We're going to do right by you. Yeah. Um, the social media for Old Man Winter after it not happening, was all positive. Yeah. And look, I'm not trying to be the cynical negative guy here, okay? Like, I'm not. But how could you guys all be positive? How could you be like, this was totally cool, man. You guys tried your best. I love it out there. I'll see you next year. Get fucked. 
Like, I, not happen. Like, you you offered twenty dollars off for yeah. next year. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I think maybe, like, come on. Yeah, so I, I'm somewhere between like I don't care and where you are. Um, and I think it just comes from a perspective of good business. Like my my feelings on it just come from a perspective of like you and I were talking the other day. Like we spend hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars a year for bike races and that's not because we just happen to have an extra couple thousand dollars it's It's because sacrifice of other stuff yeah it is it is very much at the sacrifice of i don't know a cool vacation with my wife for our 15th anniversary this year (laughs) she's probably not super stoked on that but it's reality like no babe uh, like you're gonna love idaho springs yeah it's gonna be great (laughs) you sure you don't want to go to breckenridge and sit there for five hours while i do a race um you know so there's a sacrifice on the part of the race. And I'm sure there's some people who go and they've got all the disposable income and that's great and good on them. Uh, but that's not me. Yeah. And I don't think that's a lot of the people. Yeah. Um, because it still stings. And so, so we make this event and, and I shoot all this back to him and uh, to the race director, Josh, and, and I shoot it all back to him and it sits for, you know, 18 hours or so. And at the end of that whole message, I had mentioned, Hey, Harley and I are going to host, a, we're doing the event no matter what. Yeah, like, this is still happening. Yeah. Um, which he had said, he goes, dude, it's a group event. Go for it, whatever you want. Just can you just, not use can our you logo? take our Lego off? And so I totally left the logo. And uh, until I dadded you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I left the logo until we got to where we are now, which yeah. was um, at the end of that message I offered. I go, hey, man, if you want to come on the podcast and explain a bit about what uh, what it takes to to be a race director and like what all goes into it. Most of us don't know. Uh, and you could explain it and then maybe give a little bit of explanation behind what happened in this year's old man winter and how we can understand why you made the decision you did. Cause you're probably not a jerk. You're probably pretty cool. Yeah. And he actually it gets back to that filter feature of bikes, right? right? Like we're the same people. Like he's part of the tribe. It's just, he got put in a weird spot. And so he, uh, he wrote back quite a bit of information, but at the end of the day, uh, he said, Hey man, I'd love to come on your podcast. Can I call in? And so that's what, where we're at today. So we're, we're simply at a point where we're waiting for race director to call in and we're going to get to have a conversation with him about what it takes to put on one of these massive events, but then also why, when things go awry, there sometimes isn't a super clean solution. And we're going to learn what, why he was limited because I mean, they did three free training rides out of Boulder and they figured it out. So yeah figure something else out, but we'll we'll find out. And I think it's super important because I, one of my really big pet peeves when it comes to the bike shop is when somebody says, Hey, you know what you should do? You should do X. (laughs) Right. Be like, yeah. How many years of experience do you have running a bike business? You know? Right. Um, And so it's, I'm sure in the case, I've never put on a race. I can barely put, you know, put together events here at the shop sometimes. And so, uh, just getting the perspective of somebody who, who he's a race director, he does this and more than likely there's going to be ins and outs that we don't understand. Right. So, so with that said, uh, we're going to go ahead and let's, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's yep. talk with Josh. And so, um, we're going to patch Josh through and once, and once Josh is on the horn, we're going to learn. And so even though I didn't put the dad pets on side note, so Harley goes, bro, like, our podcast in the shop in E3, it's like all pretty well tied together. 
can we can we not with the with as abrasive the logo is? So we did adjust the logo. We did. Um, and it's not their logo. It's, no. it's wildly similar. Well, they don't have a copyright on Old Man. Yeah, Winter. I mean like, Old Man Winter's be... been around forever. Yeah. So um, so we have a new logo, but the event will go on. It's this Sunday, March eighth, leaving Nixon's Coffee House, one of our sponsors here. Um, They're going to was it Louisiana and Bucktail? Louisiana, yeah, right there, six ninety five South Louisiana, yeah. um, or something like that. And uh, we're going to make our way out, and we have a sixty five mile route, and it's going to be a ball uh, while the aid station at Waterton Canyon. Uh, we have you know bulletproof coffee samples at the start of the race. Uh, it's a completely free event. And it is to be your makeup event for what you trained for on February 9th. That didn't quite happen. And so anybody listening to this episode, you are cordially invited at no cost to you to join us. It'll be fully uh, outlined course. It'll be fully unsupported. Boy, unsupported, course outlined, up to you. Don't get hit by a car. But there'll be a lot of us out there doing it. And the idea is community. Hey, man, like we're all bike dudes. And so let's go do the bike thing and not let stuff stand in our way. Let's live the no ride around philosophy and do it on a, on a bike. Cool. And all right, dude. So we got Josh. Uh, Josh is called in. Um, Josh down in Boulder, and he is the race director for Old Man Winter. And we met each other on Facebook Messenger in a way that could have uh, spiraled pretty quickly if you weren't probably i'm just gonna agree you weren't more mature than i am and i and i didn't have harley here in my ear being like dude take a breath before you respond and able to come at this like from a couple mature perspectives and i offered the opportunity for you to come on our podcast to kind of talk a bit i honestly didn't think you were going to accept and so when you did i was like oh dude i'm dealing with like a super like like i'm probably i'm dealing with the same person that I am to a point. I mean, we're all bike nerds. And so auto filter, like we should be buds, even if we started in a contentious way. So. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm happy to talk about it. Cause I think, I mean, it was a, definitely a very big deal um, from an event director's perspective. Um, and, you know, definitely want to clear up any, any questions of people that people might have about it, but also just kind of walk you guys through what happened from yeah, our perspective. I, I, and, I wasn't up there that day. So full, full disclosure, Josh, um, you know, I had signed up and I was all the way registered, but I, I got sick the week before. So no matter what happened with the yeah. weather, I wasn't racing that day. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. So, um, but yeah, like I, I would really like to know like the behind the scenes of how like the race is going off. And then my understanding is there was a change of the cutoff to the Rowena climb, um, from three hours to two hours, um, and then ultimately a shutdown. So from behind, like, what was the behind the scenes? Like, how was that going? Like, well, I mean, just to, to take back, take back to the original inspiration for the event. Um, you know, I, I love to ride in crazy conditions and I, I thought old man winter from the, from the get go would be a really cool excuse for people to be like, all right, we're going to get together no matter what the weather is. If we have to ride fat bikes in a wetsuit, we're yeah, going to do it. No, right? it's awesome. So like, and, and the, the weather has been so different every single year. The first year it was almost 70 degrees, but the idea was to rally the troops and get people together on a, on a cold winter day when you wouldn't be racing or, or riding otherwise. And, um, you know, we, we say it's a snow or shine event. It's going to happen no matter what. So we went into it, you know, a little, a little nervous the day before it was, it was the craziest week of weather ever. Like we had two feet of snow during Thanksgiving and then nothing, no snow until the week of the event. 
And um, the week before, we had a training ride. It was 70 degrees. People were in shorts and jerseys. The day after that, it drops 30 degrees and a foot of snow. So that snow is on the ground for the whole week. And then it melts. The majority of it melts off the day before the race when it's 50 degrees. So, you know, we had pretty crazy conditions to begin with. And, you know, I'm always looking at weather. It's like, that's the one thing I can't really control in my job. And I've been doing this for 18 years. Only winter is, is six years, but we've been doing it for 18 years. We've never had an event cancellation. We've never, um, certainly never had an event curtailment, which is what they call it in the, in the insurance industry <laughs> where they control the event. Um, so going into it the morning of, you know, we know it's going to be snow or shine. And we're like, look, we've have, you know, 1200 people that have signed up for a fun winter adventure. And that's what we're going to give to them. If they're here and they want to make it happen, then that's what we're going to provide. So, um, driving two lines from Boulder, it said a total of one inch of snow for the day. And when we get there, there's already two inches of snow on the ground. Um, the first thing I hear from, from my event manager is that the timer going up the Sunshine Canyon has slid off the road and not only wasn't able to set the time the timer, but we have to go and get all the timing equipment out of her car so that we can time the race. That's at seven in the morning. Um, so that's that's happening and you know snow is dumping everywhere and you know some people can't volunteers and staff can't get there because the roads are closed. It's like it's crazy, if, right? If, if so, fearless leader here has a broken wrist. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I've got a, I've got a broken hand. Broken um, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm always hands-on with, with what I'm doing. And I'm, like, telling people, like, move this over there. And I'm like, dude, why, why can't you do it, right? So I'm, like, trying to explain to myself what's, what my circumstances are here. Um, and we have a huge amount of talent out, right? We've got, you know, the, we've got national champions. We have winners of Belgian Waffle Ride. We have dirty, both Dirty Kansas of winners. It's like... It was going to be an incredible, incredible race. I'm a little nervous sending people off, but I talked to uh, the, the the sheriff um, who's kind of heading up all the different sheriffs out on course, which, by the way, is a massive effort. There, there were probably 15 different deputies all over the county to make this happen. Um, and are these are and, these are those know, we, those are pay like you have to pay for that, right? Like it's not. That's our biggest single item is, is police. Okay. Yeah. So they're anywhere from 60 to $85 an hour. Plus you pay for the police, the cars too. Um, and it's all highly coordinated. I mean, we can certainly talk about the intricacies of how to, you know, what event goes into it, but it, it's a massive permitting process for this event. But everybody always knows that, you know, the concept is that it's going to, you know, it's going to be a snow or shine event and that's what, that's what we do. So, um, you know, so I talked to Sergeant Chris and, you know, he's like, well, how are you feeling? I'm like, well, it's, we're ready to move forward. You know, I said, we might want to make sure that we don't have people on the course after dark. So, um, you know, I, I think we can move forward with, with the full course. I said the one concession we want to make is that, you know, we had a cutoff at Rowena at 1 p.m. So let's move that up. And, and I think we're actually going to have a person a little further down the canyon as well to turn people back if they hadn't hit um, um for a, a let's see left hand and an old stage so we were going to try to turn around point a little bit earlier um and that was going to be the, the plan so that you know if people are fast enough and you know we weren't expecting it to be a ton of people that were able to ride the whole course but if they're down to do it we want to let them do it um so that was the plan and you know we had multiple sag vehicles out there to bring people back if they were too cold or decided they didn't want to want to do it 
we had all the aid stations ready to go. Um, we had fire pits, we had fireball whiskey, you know, we had, we had it all set. And, um, you know, an hour into it, uh, I'm called by Boulder County transportation and they say, yeah, we have plows on the road. Um, they can't go around the riders. So they're by not being able to plow the roads, they're endangering the, the public. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to call this, we have, we have to end it. And, uh, you know, it's, but about 10 minutes after that, we were going to start the, the 10K run, which went off without a hitch, no problem. That was, you know, a fun winter adventure. But, you know, we've got 500 plus runners that are just about to take off. And I get this news and I'm just trying to comprehend what that looks like. Because my, my whole perspective was once we get once we start the race, you know, it, it may get kind of crazy out there. But we started. It's gone. It's mm-hmm. happening. I never thought in my wildest dreams, they'd be like, no, 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 this, this has to stop right now. Yeah. Cause I mean, I imagine you said the thing about it, how would I even stop it? How would I communicate? You know what I mean? It just, yeah. Nightmare. Right. Well, we had our, we have radios with repeaters. So we are able to, you know, quickly communicate with our course marshals. The most important one is, is our lead vehicle. And he was actually stopped by, uh, one of the, one of the uh, police officers and, you know, told we have to, we have to stop the race. So, they stopped, and I think you know there was kind of a collection of riders there that kind of planned the next move. Um, a few people, uh, three people that I know of, decided to say, "Screw it, we're just gonna we're gonna ride anyway." So they they went ahead, and I mean, it took them like I don't know seven hours Jeez. or something, but they three people did the whole we're gonna, thing. We're gonna work our best uh, to have them on in we're, two weeks as a guest. Josh, were they uh, <laughs> were they some of the the top tier uh, talent pros out there or that that did that? No, or just a couple was, of stubborn uh, riders. Yeah, Ben Delaney from Vela News and uh, Ryan Cross, who um, was previously worked uh, worked with me to produce this event, so he knows the event backwards yeah. and forwards. And also Jimmy Smith, who's a pro enduro rider for Specialized. So I know those guys um, did the he whole says thing. Enduro but, riders um, can't he, pedal. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good rider all around. I love sure. it. So um, so yeah, so we had you know. Everything was in place. The police were there. The staff were there. Porta potties. Everything was was there, paid for in action. And then we have to cancel mm-hmm. cancel the race, right? Um, so it was it was heartbreaking for me because I work all year long. I mean, I feel like the one thing I can give back to this world is fun experiences. You know, I mean, an increasingly digital world. We're all completely tied to our cell phones. You know, bike riding for me solves so many problems in my life. And, and I feel like if I can create an awesome experience for people through this event that they can do with their friends and they can have memories, I feel like I'm giving something back to the world, right? So I work months and months and months putting this event on and then people don't get to do it. And they paid for it and they're pissed off because they don't yeah. get refunds. It's like, it's a, it's a fucking nightmare <laughs> from, from my perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think... I always, I always know that if one person expresses a sentiment, there's probably a lot of others that feel the same way that are not saying anything. But you know, I, I do know that we had 1,200 people sign up for the event. The runners were, the runners got to do their event fine. Um, we had about 10 people that either emailed or called and said, actually, either emailed or expressed on social media they they weren't happy with the no refund uh, response. And um, I called everybody individually and tried to explain what a, you know where we're coming from and the fact that you know we we've already paid all our expenses and if we you know it's the, the gravel riding um, world even though 
it feels like it's it's growing and is very popular, it's still super small, mm-hmm. right? So like, if we were to say everybody in 2021 20, gets a free entry, that's the same people that would be paying for the entry. It's not like I'm gonna have double the amount of people coming back. So if we gave everybody a free entry, we have no money to pay for the event. Right, no, yeah, we talked about that um, prior to you coming on. I mean, basically, that is obviously one solution that most riders are like, well, we'll just do that, right? And then it would be the months of work that you already do it's like double down. You got to find another 1200 brand new people to, you know, which, yeah, it's a, it's a formidable feat, which it's growing, but it's not growing at that. It's pace. not, yeah, it's not a hundred percent, 200% growth year over or whatever yeah. it is. So, um, but yeah, no. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, how did those, fo- you know, how did those so phone we- calls go with those 10 people? <laughs> You know, half of them went really well and they're like, oh, I, I didn't realize that, you know, you didn't save any money by doing this and that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know, the expenses all had to be paid. You don't get money back. Um, so some people were understanding. One guy was like, sorry, dude, that's a cost of doing business and you should do refunds and he hangs up on me. Yeah. Well, so that, that didn't feel so good. So I guess but, I'll ask, you know, like, what do you say to that perspective though? Cause like a little bit. Yeah. Question mark. Right. Well, a cost of doing business is the cost of putting on yeah. the race. We try to put on an awesome experience. And, you know, if, if it falls short of the expectations, that's, that's a bummer. We don't like to like for that to happen, but we put our best foot forward and someone took away the opportunity for us to put the mm-hmm. event on. Yeah. It's, so it's not like going into it. We said, you know what? It's snowing out. We're going to cancel it. Sorry. No refunds. Like, we were there. We were. We showed up to put on an epic winter adventure, exactly like we said we were going. Yeah, to. I guess. So you know, I sent you a very, like, I was explaining how to some close friends of mine, and to my gym community because I think this is a good. The fact that we're talking right now and having you on as a guest is a good illustration of what happens when, and this is what I said in the gym is like when you're authentically yourself, right? Like Harley and I created this event this coming Sunday, being authentically ourselves and unapologetically ourselves and knowing it was going to perhaps ruffle some feathers, which, um, and I'm not talking about your feathers, but other people on social media comment too. They're like, man, this kind of seems a little aggressive. Right. And, um, but I think good's going to come from it. And so I use that as an example. Uh, but one of the other things I wrote to you in my message was, you know, if my gym imploded, right? Like if sewer pipes start bursting and the place is unusable, for three weeks or more, a month, whatever, my monthly members, like, and my membership's not cheap, right? I'll just put it out there. Most of my members pay 300 bucks a month, right? So it's an expensive training gym. Um, I do not have that money, right? Like, if something, like, I don't have that money to pay back. And if something like that happened, I would have to because um, I can't provide the service. And so I don't know what I'm going to do, beg, borrow, steal, loan from the bank. Like, I'm going to put something on the line. I'm going to figure out how to give them money back because for me, it's like service first. Um, and so I sent that to you in a message and I felt like I was trying to get as close as I could with a, a proper analogy for our two situations to just know like your response to that. I mean, no, of course you don't have that cash. I mean, it's long gone. Um, but does that, does that stop our responsibility as business owners or event owners or the, you know, the leaders of these things? Yeah, I mean, I hear you, and and I guess it's hard it's hard to compare really anything to a once a year occurrence yeah. versus a brick and mortar business. You know, I, I think I think 
it would might be a, a better scenario. Let's say you're training someone in a pool and you're out there training them. And then the, the person, the owner of the pool says, Hey, sorry, the water's too cold. You guys need to get out. And you know, you guys both signed up to, to be there and you're, you're there doing it. I think your client would probably be like, Oh, well shit, this isn't his responsibility. Let's figure out, you know, another way to, to make this work moving yeah. forward. You know, I think, I think people would understand I think, well, I mean, maybe they don't, you know, as you're expressing, I think it's, you know, it's a service that has to be delivered, um, you know, and, and there are insurances for things mm -hmm. like that, except for event curtailment. If we were to reschedule, then there's insurance for that. Um, you know, the it, insurance for event cancellations is particularly tricky and for a wintertime event, like the insurance for that is five times the price. Um, because of the fact that there's, there's more likelihood to be bad weather, right? Um, I think the real, the biggest challenge came on with the fact that we were in the middle of it and we already had spent all, spent all the money. Like, you know, your, your business, you, you, if you're, you know, unless you own the building, you're probably paying, uh, insurance for, well, if you do own the building, you, you have insurance to cover, you know, the, the repairs in yeah. the building, but you don't have the, the, the ability to cover those lost revenues from um, well, yeah, and, you and you're right. A brick and mortar is a little different. I do have insurance that cut like I loss mean, of revenue. And yeah, all break, that, yeah, break into the gym and steal all my equipment. It would be like I buy all new equipment, right? It's yeah. nice, but um, but yeah, we do for like loss of revenue and things like that. We are insured to that point. So your your argument's quite nice. Where it's different than a one time event. Um, but I also get what Josh is saying in that like they did like the event. It's like all the people at Breck Epic who didn't have rain gear on, on stage one. It's like, you know, Josh's event, Old Man Winter says, hey, this is this is a cold event. It happens in February in the Rocky Mountains. Um, you show up, we'll show up. We all agree to show up. And I think yeah. what I'm getting, and, and it's definitely kind of softening my feelings on it, is just like they got told by somebody so unrelated to the event, right? stop. So, uh, okay, so then I, that makes sense then why you can't reimburse. And it makes sense why you can't say free entry next year because there's not 1,200 new people to do it. And if you do that, next year's event's going to kind of suck, guys. There's going to be no food, no banners, no, like, right? Like, you have to cut a lot of <laughs> shit out of it. Um, Keep your own time. So then l last option, right? You guys, and I don't know what your affiliation with Rafa was on, if it was you guys hand in hand, but... You guys offered three weekend rides completely free. Um, we had several of our customers yep. and my members do those events. Um, why not say, oh man, this totally... And your run did go off. So for you select group of riders, let's say the 50K riders, and those of you on the 100K that felt a little um, under underserved on the day, hey, we're going to do an event in one weekend and two weeks. It's not the same course. It's not the same area because we can't get all that permitting, but we're going to basically spin around this boring ass dirt road around the Rocky Mountain Wildlife Preserve or something. And that's the makeup. Like why not something um, coming back like that, that is definitely not the same, but at least is like a, hey, see man, like we're trying. Well, a couple of reasons. Number one is this, like I want to, I want to be there uh, doing it myself. Like I'm part of every, every ride and I love being part of the community and, and meeting people on those rides. So I wasn't able to do that. I also know that we are launching gold rush bike rally and, um, gold rush is in September. So we're going to have a series of probably four to six training rides leading up to that. 
Um, and that's one of the things that we said is we are going to do, you know, these, these training rides going to it and they're well supported. You know, we've got, we've got food and drinks and beer and nutrition, hydration, everything for everybody. And they're fruity and they're, they're well attended. They're really fun. And that's, that's really part of the journey. You know, it's like, we, we do everything we can to make the event day awesome. But, you know, in the meantime, we want, we want this to be like, we're going to train all winter and have fun together and, and get out there and, and this group coming together, this gravel community coming together to do these rides uh, is really what, what, what it's all about. So, you know, I, I you know, selfishly, I want to be there to, to ride with everybody. <laughs> gotcha. I got a couple more weeks to do that. You know, another thing is like, it's hard to set a date right now and be totally. like, you know, you know, it's it like, okay, well, the same, right? It totally could play out the same, right? So I want, I wanted to wait till it's a little bit warmer, let everybody know that number one, you're going to get a, a great deal on an event that's sure to sell out and, um, and we'll have all the training leading up to that. And for Old Man Winter next year, like we're taking money directly out of my pocket to make sure that people feel like there's some consolation. And, you know, really it's, if you look at from a percentage, um, you know, the, the, the price of the 50K ride starts at like $69. So 20 bucks off is a, is a pretty significant percentage. And I'm still going to have the same, if not more costs next year, right? So it's like literally taking money a way that you know we wouldn't be able to that, that we're not going to recap from from those entries um and you know we, we can also have insurance that will cover um total cancellations but we're not going to we're not going to cancel so what we are going to do moving forward with old man winter is to have an alternate course so that if it is snowing we'll be able to get riders on roads that are not going to have yeah. plows yeah. yeah i was i was going to ask about that uh yeah yeah so I mean, when, when it was canceled, you know, when I talked to, uh, uh, Sergeant Chris, he's like, he's like, this is bullshit. It shouldn't be canceled. He's like, it's like, it's like canceling polar plunge because the water's too cold. He's like, this should be going on. This is what people know what they're signing up for. So, you know, like we had people in the County that were like, this is, this shouldn't make, this shouldn't happen. But I, I understand why. Right. I mean, they, they said that there was a scenario where there's a plow trying to pass riders and they had to go into oncoming traffic which endangered the riders, endangered all kinds yeah, of traffic. Like, plow operator, everybody's in danger. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was crazy weather. Like we, you know, it was beyond what we thought it was beyond what the forecast was saying at that yeah. very moment. It, it was so, okay. So uh, in the idea of, of this ride that we're putting on on Sunday came, came to me initially. And then Harley and I talked about it uh, when I was sitting in the camp at, I was down at 24 hours in the old Pueblo in Tucson um, a couple weekends ago. And, you know, I'm surrounded by people racing 24 hours, right? And it's like those types of races, much like gravel racing, by definition is like grit and go get it. And like, you never stop, right? And so I was sitting there and I, and I was kind of, st I started, stu you know how like you have an argument with somebody, but they're not involved. And so you can just get in your own head and go like spiral <laughs> deep into the pit. And that's where I was at. And by the end of it, I'm like, all right, this is some fucking bullshit. Like you can't do one ride in the snow. And you know, like I started getting pretty twisted and, uh, that's kind of like what kicked off harmonized chat. Uh, and it sounds like you still have that same sort of grit in your own way, like for you and for this event and your broken hand sucks and all that. So, okay. Just to, air it all the way out there if you could do anything differently in like the friday saturday leading like did you at least at 24 hours of old pueblo side note um when you come into the timing tent it's all digitally timed but you come in the tiny tent you have to hand off this i don't know if you've ever done the event you have to hand off this stupid little wooden baton and you have to do it in front of a race official 
uh, who notes your time name and then the name of the next person leaving. It's the stupidest fucking like part of a race sequence when it's all digitally timed. But sometime in the last 15 years of the 20 years of this event, the timing went down and they needed to rely on a backup system. They probably didn't have one and it was a chaos mess, very much like 2020 old man winter. So, um, A, I don't think you buy the insurance ever because it doesn't sound like it's ever going to work because you're always going to start. So save the coin on the insurance later. But uh, anything different where you're like, dude, you know, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Could have done X, Y. And it sounds like alternate route was like the thing to take away. Yeah. So I think we had a a conference with the Boulder County Sheriff's and Boulder County Transportation. And first off, like they were really happy with how it was handled. They were happy that no one was hurt. And they said, you know, they get the concept of the event and they said that, you know, let's have a plan B and a plan C. The plan B would be, let's take the riders on on roads that are not likely to have plows on them. I'm not exactly sure what that course is quite yet, but we couldn't do that on the fly because that has to be vetted by state patrol. You know, if it goes over any of the highways, it's state patrol and then there's CDOT and then there's, you know, City of Boulder. And, you know, there's all these different entities that have to be involved in this permit. So. If we go move forward with that, then yes, then that's our plan B. And a plan C would be let's do a circuit race in the town of right. Lyons, right? So it's, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to have, make it no matter what. Like unless there's like two feet of snow on the ground, in which case, I don't know. Like I guess I guess that can happen. Um, in which case, we would know ahead of time, and then we can we can offer refunds through event cancellation. And I think that's kind of what we're just going to have to do moving forward. Um, Speaking of 24 Hours of Pueblo, I don't know if you guys want to get off topic. Right, but I was talking to Todd Sato this morning. Um, Todd is the you know producer of Epic Rides. He and I went to Sunday school and and uh, together in Fort Worth, Texas, kind of a small world. But I was talking to him about coronavirus <laughs> and how that could be affecting yeah. our industry. Oh, big time! Because yeah. I never thought there could be a situation like we had at Old Man Winter where there's an entity that says, sorry, I don't care what you guys are doing. You can't do your event. You know, so if World Health Organization says no groups of a thousand or more are allowed or the city or the town or whatever, like if, if they throw that regulation your way, then you know, how is that handled? Yeah. Right. That's, it's kind of an unforeseen situation. I'm hyper sensitive to it now because of how things just went down with Old Man Winter. Um, but, you know, that's something else you've got to think about. And I talked to an insurance company today and they're like, yeah, there's no one is ever going to cover anything like that. Um, and, and even, um, you know, the, the coverage would occur if you had a rescheduled date. And they said the rescheduled date has to be 30 days after your scheduled date for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, and they said only the coverage, the coverage would only cover those that couldn't attend the second date. It wouldn't cover any expenses lost for entertainment or police like if you book police, they, you have to pay them. If you book a second, you know, like, so basically you're taking them out of service. Yeah. So they'd be paid by the other, you know? So it's, it's five figures to hire police for this event. And that has to be paid no matter what. If you reschedule it, you got to pay that again. Yeah. It starts to be, yeah. So snowballs real quick. No one wants that position. Um, I mean, so I, I thought I, when I was walking away from this, I, I go, dude, no one's pre-registering for 2021, right? Like, you're like, I'm cash walk up, right? Like no one's going to pre-register. Um, but I guess as you make obvious, all of those other options, right? Like, Hey, we're going to do, these are our A, B's and C's. I guess that gets you away from that. Cause I mean, if I'm as a consumer, right. 
which the consumer is the most selfish human being on the planet. And dude, I get it. Like, again, I own a gym and like all the way down to like the one guy that uses eight fucking paper towels to dry his hands. And I'm just looking at him like, dude, I'm going to have to go buy a new pair. Like it's everything costs money. Right. <laughs> and so when I watch these things happen, I just, am like, and as an owner, you can't be like, Hey man, can you only use two paper towels? Cause those bitches are expensive. <laughs> right. But you catalog it all and you're just like, Oh, I'm like kind of getting it in every direction, which I guarantee you feel like you're getting it in every direction. But, um, at least that backup plans, you know, that gives confidence to say, Hey, 2021, don't be afraid to sign up, you know? Well, another thing we're going to do is, you know, there's an option to kind of self-insure, you know, every time you buy a flight, you yeah. have the option to have, uh, you know, travel insurance. Well, that's available for events too. And the cool thing about that is if you're not trained or if something comes up for work or your kids or whatever, you can get your money back. Yeah. And it's a little bit extra on your side, on the consumer side, but, you know, that might be I worth buy, it. I buy you know, race insurance our, for my big events. Hardly. For your insurance, your, your situation, Harley, like you, you uh, didn't come because you were yeah, sick, yeah, right? Totally. So that would, that would right? Um, you know, we always offer free transfers, so anybody could always transfer to that. And we are going to insure it in case there's some massive storm where no cars are out on the roads. And we're going to have a plan B for the course and a plan C for the course. So I feel like I feel like we're we're yeah. pretty covered. You know, um, of course, we want people to sign up ahead of time, and I think you know really. For, for what it's worth, I think, you know, there's a lot of people that had their eyes on all that winter now because of it. You know, we had coverage in every major cycling news or cycling publication because of the talent that was out there. Um, you know, and I think people are thinking of it now as kind of like the kickoff for the gravel season. So I think I think we'll be in an OK spot. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. It, it, like, all press, good press. Right. But uh, the uh, you know, the other event that was canceled same day was that headwinds event, which was canceled for high wind. Did you see that? I didn't. There was a marathon canceled as well. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bad. So, um, well, just... dude, okay. So he, here's the thing. I came at it and, we, you know, we, we used your logo and we did it on purpose. It wasn't like, you know, and, and uh, now having met you and like talked to you, and, you know, I probably, I wouldn't do that <laughs> again. Uh, I'm glad that like, you know, I, I default to this all the time. And my listeners are going to hear me softening and be like, bro, I thought you were going to go after this dude. And like, at the end of the day, uh, you know, when stone sharpens a blade, sparks fly. Right. And so even though you probably saw my post on Colorado gravel ground, it was like, dude, this guy's a fucking asshole. Um, at least we got to have like this conversation, which we're going to share and, uh, you know, by no means are we Velo News, but enough of a stretch to say, hey, like, I think something good came from it, at least in my opinion, you know. Um, but I'll tell you this. I think we're the only ones that were publicly kind of getting after you a bit. Your support on social media. And that's what really made me like my ears perk up was that everyone was positive on your social media. Like no one was pit. And I was like, that was what was so confusing to me. Cause I'm like, dude, people bitch about like my fucking hot water heater went down in the gym for like 36 hours and they had to take cold showers for a day and a half. And people are like getting after me, like, bro, fix the hot water heater. And I'm like, dude, it's like seven grand. Like, give me a fucking, like, let me have 48 hours, you know? And so I saw all the positivity and I'm like, really? People, like, no one's upset. And as we talk to our people, you know, yeah, no, it does suck and this and that. But your support on social media is huge. Obviously, uh, gravel's crazy big. If we end up, uh, unless the UCI fucks it up, uh, <laughs> it's blowing up. And or so, USAC, they're insisting they need to get involved now. Yeah, too. for you to be involved on it, where you're at, man. Like, 
kudos to you. Thank you for like talking to us and being more even keeled than I was when I pulled up Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and fucked with your logo. Uh, we changed it. Uh, and we are going to have a good event. Like we got, uh, I think there's something like almost 200 riders interested and we're going to have 70 confirmed there. And, uh, we will do nothing but champion you as a person and, uh, and old man winner for next year. We covered it last year on our podcast and people found old man winner information from our podcast in 2019. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks dude. I totally softened. Uh, you're in a fucking red hot chili for those of you listening he's in a red hot chili pepper shirt uh, in a t-shirt and a vest with a a stocking cap on which is like super fucking boulder and drinking a beer so like (laughs) spot he probably got sandals on i don't fucking know Uh, i can't see his feet but like way cool dude and uh and yeah man i i I can't say enough about you coming on i think that's that's pretty badass and hopefully you realize we're we're not dicks either um just (laughs) super weird bike riders yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it and uh, appreciate you guys coming to the event. Hopefully we'll see you back. Yeah, again. I mean, I, you know. I think it goes without saying, even talking to uh, one of our team riders, Colin, um, you know, he's like, I mean, it's on the event every year. It's, it's on the calendar every year for, for us. It's just maybe, yeah. and again, n- not knowing that you guys are coming up with some contingencies. Now that there's some, some contingencies, maybe I'm not day of cash buyer. Maybe I am going ahead and pre-registering. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah especially with like that you know that insurance option if you sign up early it's you know it, it, you get especially with a 20 dollar discount yeah. you know it'll i don't think there's any reason not well, to and, and people don't realize a 20 dollar discount from you to them is it's not 20 bucks it's 20 dollars times 1200 people yeah you know what i mean like it's a ton of fucking <laughs> it's money. a lot of it's a lot of scratch <laughs> so if, it, if, if people don't realize that you know those those dollars add up business yeah. owners we, we kind of get that and understand it so uh Really cool to hear your buddies oh, yeah. with uh, the guy that run Epic, uh, runs Epic Rides. I'm doing all of his events this year, and hopefully you don't send him a text message and be like, dude, make sure Justin Holly gets like the shittiest X, Y, and Z, because I'm doing every one of their rides this year. Um, or do it and just make him work harder, Josh. Something like that. Um, but uh, that's cool, and that's cool that you got the next event coming up. So what can we do uh, from our end to help support you guys in, in, in like either the next event, this Gold Rush, or, or anything, I guess, leading up to it? Well, yeah, I mean, just continue to let people know there's there's a good time to be had. Join us for our training rides. I mean, even if you can't make the event itself, we'd love to have everybody at the training rides because they're a ton of fun and more laid back. And you know, it's we're we're all about getting out, having fun, and and doing different things. You know, and, and taking on taking on fun adventures. You know, we we always try to do things that are slightly different. Um, Gold Rush is going to be awesome. I don't know if you guys have ever ridden in Gold Hill, Colorado before, but. We're starting in town, and it's it's three cloverleaf loops. It's a, a cloverleaf format, so the three different loops. Everything starts and finishes in front of town. So there's music. It's like the, the dirt road is is closed in front of um, in front of Main Street. It all happens there, so it'll be awesome. And uh, pretty sure that one's going to sell out pretty quick. And that'll be a fun experience to to take on. Very unique from a from a gravel perspective, and definitely I think the best riding in the front range. This is why all the pros live in Boulder is because of the riding. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Um, all right. So, and then last thing, and we'll get you get out of here. But uh, when we when we present to the, by the way, the, can't even begin to imagine. And we wanted to get into kind of the role of a race director, but it sounds like we've covered quite a bit of it. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, we pre-rode the course for our event on Saturday uh, or Sunday, rather. We did it just a couple of days ago, and I'm like taking notes, and I'm like, dude, we got to put up like 
45 directional arrows. This is a motherfucker. When are we going to set? Now I got to ride the whole course on Saturday and then do it again. On, you know what I mean? So we're doing a free event, non-sanctioned, just a, and it's a ton of work. And so uh, I'd imagine like a, a variable of like 100 for your event. So if we could say one thing to our people as we kick off on Sunday, a message from you, what what message do you want that to be as we tell all these people that are coming because of a bit of because of the, the jabs that, our event started to take towards old man winter 2020. Um, so what could we say like to support you to them? What could we say? Just like one comment to them. Um, hmm, that's a good <laughs> question. I guess, I guess it's just that, you know, we, we want people to be having fun all winter long and uh, we're, we're all about the adventure and we want to take care of every single rider, not just elite racers. And um, yeah, it is a lot of work, but that's what there's nothing else I'd rather do. Awesome. Really. Cool, dude. Oh yeah, Josh. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Yeah, you're welcome, you guys. Thanks for thanks for having me, and uh, you know, have a great maybe, ride. Um, if you're open to it, maybe going into next year's Old Man Winter, we can have like some pregame show with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Another thing we can maybe do is do uh, a training ride in from Denver. Um, you know, from where you guys yeah. are, and. Uh, and you know, have that as our, one of our official training. Dude, that'd be awesome. We'd yeah. love to be involved on that. Like, if you needed a like a, a like a staging zone, base camp area, we could get all of our node right around kind of local support to help with that too. So, yeah. heck yeah. yeah, cool man. All right, thanks, all right. thanks a bunch, thanks, buddy. You guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay, all right. man, that was super cool. Uh, Josh is, uh, I mean, just take time for our little bullshit podcast and explain himself in a scenario where really he didn't have to. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I thought that was awesome. So when he, and he didn't do this, there was nothing intentional about this, but he goes, yeah. And I was talking to my buddy, Todd, you know, he runs Epic rights. Like yeah. that event had 4,000 people at yeah. it. So Josh is obviously not just a, like a grassroots backyard event, dude. No, he's been um, doing it for a minute. Yeah. He's said 16 years or something like that, putting it on six years with old man winter. So, um, I mean, he's legit. Hey, color me shocked. He got you to soften your perspective on something, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, when he's a when he's a faceless name, right? Like, just this guy messaged me back on Facebook. Well, yeah, man, fuck you. I used your logo, bro. What are you gonna do about yeah, it? Yeah, internet tough guy. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and then uh, when again, when I mentioned what he was, I did all that because when I saw him, I'm like, oh, dude, he's like a cool. Like, he's just us. Yeah, he's just us. You know, yeah. he just got he's he was in a super unmanageable unforeseen tough spot well and i think i think intuitively we all knew that it wasn't his decision and it wasn't the race director's decision to to shut down the race that day but we're all just like whatever and then you talk to the guy and he's like no like we showed up like we did what the fuck we were supposed to do yeah and then somebody else came in and said you can't do it like it's a it's an impossible spot. It's an impossible spot. What what isn't impossible um is again, like, you know, him coming in explaining that. Yeah, yeah, I softened big time. Like I'm gonna go and make some like I'm gonna make further adjustments on the <laughs> image for Sunday <laughs> to really not have anything negative towards yeah. what they're doing. And uh and when we do message to the group that does show up. Like the energy is still there. Like, hey, we're doing this because we didn't get to do the yeah, thing, and know. no ride around, and that's the energy. But uh, not at the, not at the sacrifice of the uh, integrity of of their event. Yeah. Or well, and yeah. I, I, it's kind of like when I daddied you. It's like, hey, man, we're like we're part of a bigger community, and so like we just need to 
we need to be good ambassadors to a certain degree. Like yeah. we can, we can have our outrage, right? Like we can be upset about our 80 bucks or whatever. And we can be upset about, a you know, driving to, to lines and not getting to do a thing. But, um, I think if we carry forward with positivity that he obviously should like, he came in with super open mind, ready to just like, we, well, we like, won't know. <laughs> like bear it all. But right before we clicked record, he was like, uh, I'm going to go grab a beer. He did. He did. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> was had, like, I'm so, going to need a drink for this. <laughs> he definitely had a beer during the event. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, kudos to him. So guys, yeah. like we're going to be at old man winter again next year. We'll do it next year we'll and, support it and sign up ahead of time. Like, knowing that they have contingencies, yeah. um, you know, just to make sure people get to do something. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I if I had been well and I had gone out and they're like, hey, the 100K is canceled, but here, go do the 50K. Like, that's all on uh, unplowable roads. Right. I'd have done that in a heartbeat. You yeah, know what and, I mean? And if they had had the experience they had this year, they would know to do that. And, yeah. and as you mentioned, they'll know that for next year. So, um, I mean, hell, I'd have done a 100K in-town crit just doing laps. Like, yeah. It'd just be like a super unique. I've never yeah, done like a Yeah, like a dirt crit in Lions actually yeah. sounds super dope. Like, they Way should fun. just do... Hey, Josh, do that event too. Like, <laughs> yeah, add it. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Um, <laughs> so, all right, for, for those of you listening, you know, your, uh, your faithful host uh, here, I didn't turn into a big pussy. I, uh, I just understood. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's just what we need to do is understand... Um, and as Harley already said, like we're part of the same small group worldwide, us riding bikes is a small group of crazy people. Yeah. Um, let's support each other. And, uh, with that said, we're going to see you guys Sunday, March 8th. That's this coming weekend. If you can get out and get to Nixon's coffee house, we will start at 10 AM. Uh, and we will roll 65 miles. Now, uh, we have great weather planned. It's going to be <laughs> famous six, last words. <laughs> Sixty-seven on Saturday and fifty-five Sunday. It's going to be windy, yeah. but uh, we do we do ask you guys to come out. And uh, so, if you're listening to this and you're not planning to come, change your plans because your plans ain't as cool as these plans. Hey, Justin, how do people find out where the hell to go? Absolutely, go ahead and get onto Facebook. Search "No Ride Around" yep. and go to our Facebook page, and you're going to see a link to uh, where we start. You're going to see the GPX file for the race course. Um, and more information there. Um, so hop onto Facebook, search No Ride Around, find us there, and we will see you guys on Sunday, no matter what. No matter what, ride or die. Yo, we, you're done.